Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And may his spirit open up our hearts and minds to his word. Amen. The text is the gospel reading, as just read. As you recall, after Jesus was baptized, he went out into the wilderness led by the Spirit of God for 40 days, and he was tempted of Satan. And the wonderful thing is, is that he never gave in to any of the temptations of Satan as Adam and Eve did when they ate of the forbidden fruit in the Garden of Eden. For when they ate of that fruit, they brought death upon all mankind. It wasn't just a physical death, but it was a spiritual death. They were cut off from God, and it would lead to eternal death. And that was not what God wanted for his creation. So he promised to send a savior. And as you know, he kept that promise. We celebrated the birth of Jesus here last month. And Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. God took upon himself and became one of uh, flesh and became one of us. But in order to save us, it meant that Jesus would have to live a perfect life, never ever sinning. And that he would become a sacrificial lamb for all people, as John said after his baptism, behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he would have the iniquity, as Isaiah said, place of sin placed upon him for all of us. John the Baptist was one who prepared the way for the coming of the Christ, of this promised gift of God to mankind. He cried out, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Mark tells us that after John was thrown into prison, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel, that is the good news of God, and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. And then he added these words. Believe in the gospel. John, in his preaching up to this point, just pointed to the promised Savior and called upon people to repent. But they would still have to go and make sacrifices for their sins. But when Jesus proclaimed his message, he said, repent and believe the gospel, the good news. He was talking about himself. He was saying, believe in me. Jesus was and is that good news. Remember what the angel said to the shepherds on the night of his birth? Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news, which shall be for all people. For unto you is born this night in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And Jesus referred to himself as that good news when he spoke to Nicodemus and said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. 
So Jesus, he begins his ministry after his baptism and being tempted of Satan. And he calls some men to the seminary for seminary training. He wants them to know and to believe with their whole heart and not doubt that he was and is the good news. He wanted them to continue to spread that good news, to spread him after he had completed the work God had sent him to do, paying the debts of sinful mankind, overcoming the power of Satan and the grave, and that through faith in him, we would live forever. He wanted them to walk with him, talk with him, learn from him, and to experience what he was doing as he healed people, as he gave sight to the blind, cast demons out of people. He wanted them to spare, share with people that he had come to take and up their burden of sin on himself so that in Christ we would be set free. He wants them to know beyond a doubt that he is God in the flesh who would live that perfect life but then would be nailed to the cross as though he was a common criminal. He would be rejected by his own followers. They would run away. And even worse than that, he would be rejected by his own father as he bore the sins of you and me and of the entire world. And he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He would suffer the torments of hell for us. And he knew that after he had done everything God had sent him to do, from the cross he could cry out, it is finished, I've paid that debt. He dies, but he also overcomes the wages of sin, death, by his glorious resurrection. And he wants those he has called to know his word is true, that you can count on it. He doesn't lie. His word is a word that gives life. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The amazing thing is, as Jesus begins his ministry and he calls people to follow him, to learn from him, to become, if you would, pastors or apostles or whatever he calls you to do. It's amazing the people that he picks. You would have thought the ones he picked were the most unlikely to be the ones he would choose. You'd have thought that he would have chose the religious leaders, the highly educated people, the people of power and, and who had authority. But who does he pick? to be the messengers of his word. The common everyday man. In our text it tells us he 
was walking on the shores of Galilee. And of course, these men had probably known Jesus, experienced him according to the other gospels, knowing who he was. But he says to Simon and to his brother Andrew, come follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. He said the same to John and to James. Common fishermen. People who weren't in the business of teaching God's word. Like the Levitical class was. And then later on, who else does he pick? He picks a tax collector. A person who is despised by most of the Israelite people. He chooses him to be one of those who would proclaim the message of life and salvation. And you know, God is still doing the same thing today. He doesn't pick people that we might think would be, wow, this person would be a wonderful person to be a pastor. Sometimes he's picking the people who are less significant who have led atrocious lives to be ones who proclaim his word. He calls sometimes what the world would call the most unlikely people. I know of a pastor who played for music for Marty Robbins and, and some of these other country move, uh, uh, people who sang. And his wife prayed for him as long, and so did some of the others, just that he would give up the way he was living. They wasn't against the music, they was against his lifestyle, his drinking and womanizing. They prayed for him. And then God's word touched his heart and he became a Christian. And today, he is a Lutheran pastor. And then I read about a man called Nicky Cruz. Maybe some of you have heard of him. He was a Puerto Rican who was involved in drugs and, and very much womanizer. Had no respect for anybody. He said, I'd just as soon kill him as look at him. And then one day, a man, I believe the pastor's name was Dave Wilkinson, talked to him about Jesus, and he said he didn't want to hear about Jesus. And he said, you talk to me anymore about him, I'll cut you into a million pieces. And the pastor said, and every piece will cry out, Nikki, I love you. Well, Nikki left him alone at that moment. But then he found out that he was going to have a gathering at an auditorium. And so Nicky got together with another gang leader and their plan was is to go to that gathering and start a war of fighting each other right there in that auditorium. And when they walked into the auditorium, they stood there for a minute and Nicky heard this pastor talk about this man, Jesus, being nailed to a cross. 
had never done anything wrong. But he was nailed there for you. And that word touched Nikki's heart. The Holy Spirit changed his life. He became a Christian. And today he is a pastor. Somebody you might say, why would God call that person? But he calls many times the most unlikely people. You know, Jonah, God called him to go and preach at Nineveh. We heard about that in our Old Testament reading. And you know the story of Jonah. He did not want to go to Nineveh. He tried not to go to Nineveh by going the other way. And he gets swallowed by a big fish. And after three days, he, the fish vomited him up on the land. And God came to again and said, now, I want you to go to Nineveh. Well, Jonah was not a happy camper about going to Nineveh. He did not think those people were worthy of hearing God's word, of being saved. They were unclean. Even though he had a bad attitude, he went. And he walked through the city of Nineveh proclaiming God's word. And guess what happened? He never changed anybody because he didn't want to change anybody, but God's word did. God's word brought those people to repent. God used Jonah to bring a message of hope and salvation. And God changed his mind about destroying that city. Well, and I know I've shared my story with you before. I ran from God. I did not want to be a pastor. I could never get up in front of people and talk. And... You know, I learned something else when I thought about it. God helped me to understand it wasn't me that did everything. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And he also taught me it was never about me and what I could do. It's about him and what he will do through you, through all of us. Do we always listen to the call of God? You know, you young people, even though you're in grade school yet, is God calling you to be a pastor? Are you parents urging your children to think about that? And what about teenagers and, and even people who are in the middle aged? 30s and 40s, you might think, well, no, I could never do that. Are you sure? Is God calling you? You know, he called Amos, who was a farmer who took care of trees, and he had some animals, and he wanted to go proclaim the word. Is God calling you maybe to become a pastor or maybe to become a teacher? Is he calling you? Think about that. Pray about it. Remember, you don't change lives. God does. And didn't he change our lives? In baptism, 
He changed us out of the kingdom of Satan into his kingdom. We became his children. And tonight he comes to you when you partake of the Lord's table, expressing his love and his forgiveness. But he also wants each of us to know it's not just for us. He wants the rest of the world to know. We want to see our world change. It doesn't change by just having laws passed. It changes by having a heart change. It changes by Jesus becoming the king of our hearts and that we walk with God. I can't speak for other people, but I suspect you have the same problem. I don't do so good. But you know what? Jesus is very patient. And he comes to us. He says, trust me. Believe in me. And he will do the rest as we share the word. To God be the glory. Great things he has done, so loved he the world. That he gave us his son. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.